to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. I bless you, dear leaders, in Jesus' mighty name. This is evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our Leadership 101 podcast today. Together, we are joining hands to win this world to Christ in glad anticipation of His glorious return. Hallelujah. Today's teaching is on faith, specifically the type of faith that moves God to action on behalf of you and your ministries. You need to understand that God is not moved to action by your need alone, but rather by your faith in Him to meet that very real need. In Mark 7, 24-29, Jesus meets the very real need of a Canaanite woman, even though there were many other mothers who would also have had similar needs. What moved Jesus to meet the need of this one particular woman? What did move him? It was not her need, but rather her faith in Jesus to meet her need. In Luke chapter 4, verses 25 to 27, Jesus makes this abundantly clear as well when he reminds his listeners that there were many widows in the time of Elijah who had similar needs to the woman of Zarephath, and yet it was to her that God sent Elijah so that he could meet her need. Why? Again, because the father knew, as he carefully surveyed the spiritual landscape of the time, that it was this woman exclusively who not only had a need to be met, but she also had the faith in Jehovah to meet her need. Similarly, Jesus reminds us of the story of Elisha and Naaman, the Syrian commander. There were many lepers in those days, and yet Naaman was healed by the Lord through Elisha's ministry. Why? Again, we see that it was because Naaman had faith in God to meet his need instead of having merely a need to be met. The stories go on in John 5 verses 1 to 9. There were many sick and disabled people surrounding the pool of Bethesda. But Jesus singled out one solitary man who had been there for 38 long years. His persistent faith told Jesus something, that he not only had a need to be healed, but he also had a persistent faith in Jehovah Rapha, his covenant-keeping God, his healer, that this great God of his would meet his need. And meet his need he did, hallelujah. He was surely not disappointed that day. In Matthew 8, 5-13, Jesus met a Roman centurion, who had a great need, but no greater than many others of his day, and yet Jesus was moved to take action on his behalf. Why? Again, because of his faith in Jesus to meet his need, a faith that Jesus said he had not seen even in Israel. Friends, you see the pattern, don't you? The people, the Christian leaders who see God moving consistently in their lives today, are those who have needs that only God can meet. And yet they also have faith 
that God will be sufficient to meet that need. Today, you learn this all-important lesson of Christian leadership, that God is not moved to action by your need, but rather by your faith in Him to meet your need. That is precisely why Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please God, not without need. But what kind of faith is it then that will move God consistently to action on your behalf to meet your needs and those of your ministry? It is none other than the mustard seed faith that Jesus commends so highly in Matthew 17 verse 20. By likening true faith, faith that bears exceeding abundant fruit, to a mustard seed, Jesus is teaching us today that Bible faith is a qualitative, not a quantitative attribute. Let me explain. If large amounts of faith were required to move God, then Jesus would, be compa would have compared this faith to, say, an ostrich egg. But he didn't. Size is the wrong word to use related to faith, just as, say, weight is the wrong word to use related to music. Instead, he compared faith to the mustard seed. He compared faith to the mustard seed, not to a grain of sand, because there is no life in a grain of sand. He compared faith to a mustard seed, not to a blade of grass, even though that too is small because the blade of grass can only grow a small amount. A blade of grass is very limited in how tall it can grow, but a mustard seed grows into a plant that is exceedingly abundantly larger than we could have imagined or thought when we first saw the seed. And this is the true nature of Bible faith. Mustard seed faith ends up far larger than what it began as. The mustard plant was the greatest example to the people of Jesus' day of the biggest difference between the starting point and the flourishing finish of any plant. And this is like unto our own life of faith. This faith which I eagerly desire that you have is a faith that does not doubt God's word, his written word to us collectively, and his rhema word to you individually. It is a faith that sees and calls the things that are not, as though they are, as Romans 4.17 boldly declares. It is a faith that believes, even when it doesn't see, as Jesus declares unto Thomas in the upper room in the Gospel of John. It is characterized by certainty, assurance, and no doubt, as James 1 verses 6 to 8 tell us. That's why, in the Bible's defining moment of what faith is, Hebrews 11 verse 1, the Bible says that it is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Friends, God wants to get you to the point in your life where you are more sure that your prayers, which are based on the promises of God's word, will be answered than you are of the sun rising each morning. By God's grace, He has brought me to this place in my own personal walk of faith, and that is precisely why we see Him moving in our life and ministry consistently the way that He is. 
And I know that God can bring you to this great place of faith too, as he truly is no respecter of persons. Friends, anointed Christian leaders, I implore you to allow the word of God to transform your life of faith. Read, digest, and devour the word of God daily and let it do its deep work in you. You don't need big faith. You simply need the right kind of faith to see God move in your life the way you want him to, and even in ways that you can't yet imagine. Anointed leaders, let these scriptures that I have shared with you today literally revolutionize your life to the point where you are an altogether different person from the inside out. I know they will do this work in you as you meditate on them, as the Father used them to do this very work in me years ago. This is the holy task I am entrusting you with, to begin in a new and profound way today. And hallelujah, this transformation in your walk with God will take you and your ministries to heights so high that only God could have brought you there. And when this work, great work does happen, we will all be careful to give him all the glory for this great work of grace. Have an outstanding day in the Lord, my friends. I look so forward to our next podcast on Leadership 101, where I will share another important biblical principle of leadership that will help you grow into the godly leader who Jesus wants you to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.